Let's go. First podcast back in the studio in way too long. Back home. It has been a minute since I've recorded. Well, really in Boise, but in general too. So I'm sorry they haven't really been consistent lately. Um, this is episode 20. I guess I'll do my normal intro. But my family, well, just my parents and my little brother moved back to uh, St. Louis, Missouri. So I was hoping that move, that's when I recorded with Chris and then got back here and things have just been a little bit overwhelming in Boise. School started again and got some other stuff going on that I've had to figure out or at least work on figuring out. But feels very good to be back. Hit a little bit of writer's block and honestly just didn't really feel like recording for a while. Um, but I don't know, had some good inspiration yesterday and excited to get back at it. I'm feeling a lot better the last couple of days. Uh, listen to the Joey Diaz audiobook, Tremendous. And it was indeed tremendous. That book was fantastic. Um, I kind of thought about, I was started thinking about Joey Diaz because he has this, uh, a thing that he did with Ari Shafir called This Is Not Happening, where a whole bunch of different comics come up on stage and just share stories that have actually happened to them. And the one that Joey Diaz shared was about how he discovered the true meaning of friendship. And then I thought, well, I was thinking about that after I went back to St. Louis because I was with all my hometown friends and um, not that I don't love everybody in Boise, but there's just something about people that you've been friends with for forever. And it was a good reminder when I was back, what true friendship really means and what it looks like. So uh, yeah, I came back and was just thinking about that. So i got the Joey Diaz audiobook, and it was fantastic. And I just felt like a little bit reinvigorated by it. Not that it was, um, same, I wouldn't say it was like a motivational story, but it was kind of inspiring, uh, just about like focusing on what's really important to you and, uh, sticking with it. Like if you, if you're doing something and it feels good and you enjoy it, then uh, try to make it work because that's probably a good sign that you would enjoy it if you found a way to do it for a long time. A lot of people get stuck in jobs that they don't like. And I think maybe, I don't know, I'm just young and dumb, but maybe that happens if there's something in your life that you're really passionate about and then you give up on it because you don't believe in it. But his was comedy, right? He um, wouldn't say that comedy got him off of cocaine based on what he was saying in the book, but I would definitely say that comedy um, was the main influencer in getting his life going in the correct direction. So hopefully I can find that in um, in playing baseball or doing the podcast or whatever. So that's kind of what's made me feel better the last couple of days. Um, I haven't really known, like, like I said, I've hit a little bit of writer's block, so it's been a while since I've known like what I actually want to talk about. So the last few days, I've just jotted down some notes. Um, hmm. I think I want to start off with this um, excellent female tennis player. I don't, I'm going to screw up her last name, but I'm pretty sure her first name is pronounced Coco because it's just C-O-C-O. But her last name, I think, is Goff or Gauff or I don't know. I think it's G-A-U-F, something like that. But she won some big tennis tournament. I'm not a very big tennis fan, so I'm not going to be able to say what it was, but after the, um, after she won, they interviewed her and she 
quoted a Cardi B song, and the quote was about uh, getting hit nine times. If you get hit nine times, I'll get up ten or whatever. And I'm sure Cardi B didn't invent that, but that's not really what my problem with it was. I think um, just because this is the podcast is supposed to be about like community leaders and business owners. And we do a lot of focus on the business owner aspect, but I don't really focus a lot on the community leaders. And then when I saw that Cardi B was the, the, the quote of choice there, I thought that that would be a good topic to discuss as far as community leaders. Cause I'm not sure how someone like that becomes a community leader. Not that, well, I'm not even going to qualify it really. I don't understand why someone like Cardi B is allowed to be anyone's like role model or inspiration. I just feel like, I don't know, I really don't like playing victim or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to do. But based on what Cardi B has done in the past, if there was, a, a let's say, a male singer and he had admitted to drugging and raping women and kidnapping them, because apparently kidnapping just means that you transport someone against their will. No, that's human trafficking. Learn that in the Tate case. So I would really say that Cardi B was a human trafficker too, because she was moving. I mean, if the guy is unconscious or unaware of his surroundings and he gets moved by her, I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Anyway, I feel like if a guy singer admitted to and did those things and then a male athlete came out and used him as a, like a role model or a source of inspiration, then they would both be like hardcore demonized. And in 2023, when uh, women and especially women in sports are being um, a little bit more like women's sports are being more advertised and um, I don't know, women are being pushed to be more independent or whatever. It's just weird that Cardi B is like the best example. Like why, why is that allowed to be a role model? And I don't know. Like I, I get upset a lot when male role models are attacked or demonized. Like uh, they, so far Andrew Tate is, well, he's free now, but they couldn't come up with any evidence against him. And regardless of whatever, whether you think he's a good person or not is one thing, but he's, I mean, it looks like he's probably not a criminal at this point, right? But just to be able to lock someone up like that with no evidence is kind of weird. Well, it's not kind of weird. It's messed up. I'm trying to be a little bit more uh, upfront <laughs> in this podcast. Um, where was I? I can't remember how I was going to connect all this. Oh, yeah, male role models being attacked. And then, I don't know, people get... People hate on Rogan, too, and Goggins. David Goggins gets a lot of hate, too, and people say he's fake or whatever, and Rogan is full of misinformation and, I don't know, whatever else people believe for some reason. I don't watch much news, so I just kind of take things as they come. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm in, like, a million different places right now. But I do get upset when male role models are attacked, but I feel like women don't even have role models worth looking at right now. Like at least I have, or men have like a, a Rogan or a Goggins or a Jocko that are like masculine, successful men and they're strong physically and mentally and they stand up for what they believe in. And they're just like traditional, I don't know, protectors and providers. And they're happy doing that. 
like I feel like women don't even have that option to see like a traditional role model and the the fact that the a great female tennis player is looking at Cardi B I feel like is a really good example that women just don't have for some reason like a traditional traditional women just aren't put on pedestals anymore and not to say that I think that all women should be traditional or whatever. Cause I think you definitely need like, you need the conservatives and the progressives. And I've talked about that on the podcast before, especially if you listen to the live one that I did with will, we talked about how, uh, how important it is to have people on both sides and with all different views and everything. But that's the problem is that there's only one, like the lot of the women that are getting attention in the, in media right now are like they go on Instagram and they don't wear a lot of clothes or like the women that sing about just being super good at sex and doing drugs and stuff. It's like, I don't know. I feel like women are almost worse off as far as um, having role models and people to look up to than men. And that's something I really hadn't considered until that tennis player used the Cardi B quote. I don't understand why like there's real doctors out there that got deleted off social media for quote unquote COVID misinformation. Then it turns out they're right and they still don't have their accounts, but then Cardi B can drug guys. That was the other thing. When I said that she drugged people and raped them, you can't even, when you go online now, you can't even say a whole bunch of words that I feel like are really important to talk about. Like if you watch YouTube shorts and they always have subtitles on there, cause I don't know, I guess you need more stimulation than, just watching the videos. So there's always like a second video at the bottom of some dude playing a video game or big old subtitles to look at or whatever. Anyway, when people say like guns and shoot and kill and rape and stuff, it's always censored now. And I feel like that's really counterproductive because those are all things that people should be able to talk about and find solutions to. And to say that those are all words that like we shouldn't even be able to say is ridiculous. And I don't think that that helps anybody. I don't think censoring, like it just, it pushes out, um, I don't know, like it puts people, puts victims on the fringe even more. Like if it does the same thing with, um, suicide, like if you say suicide, usually it puts like a little asterisk on the eye or whatever, which is like, that should be. It should be something that people aren't ashamed to talk about, especially people that suffer with it. And to say that that's like a bad word that shouldn't be said or talked about or whatever, I feel like I've said whatever a thousand times. I think I need to slow down and take a deep breath. I've got a lot of things I want to talk about. But those all, those are all words that are associated with problems, and that's why they're censored or whatever. But it should be... Yeah, it should just be things that people are comfortable talking about. And it really bothers me that, uh, like, it'll I'll see a video about, like, a shooting or whatever, and it blocks out the word shooting. And it's like, so you want to talk, do you want to talk about it or not? Because you're kind of in limbo. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Censorship in general is really weird to me. I was thinking the other day that it's really weird what kind of people will get censored to? Like you only get, you only get canceled or suspended or whatever. If you say things straight up, like the, 
musicians and writers and artists don't get canceled, quote unquote, canceled, whatever that means. They that doesn't ever happen to them. Like when you go on any way, really, you listen to your music. You can search up rappers, and they're all talking about violence. And I love hip hop. Like if you scroll through all my Instagram posts, they're all really attached with some kind of rapper hip hop song. So I don't have anything against it. I think you should be able to say whatever you want and then people choose to listen to you or not. But um then like Trump got and he got his Twitter taken away for inciting violence. But there's all these rappers out there that do that, you know, ten times in an album and they still have all their social media. I just think it's interesting that like music and art and writing are all ways to get around things, but like comedians and politicians and podcasters don't all have that ability to to be able to say what you want without any consequences. And it used to be that like some labels wouldn't pick you up. Like if you're a musician, sometimes a label wouldn't pick you up if you have certain views or express their certain things in your songs. And that might still be true. But you don't really hear about that, or I, I couldn't possibly imagine something that a musician would put in a song and a label says that that's off-limits, just based on what's in songs. Like, I don't I can't imagine what else you could say that's worse than what's already in the music. I hope that makes any sense. But it's weird to me that, uh, like, I have to be careful what I say on a podcast, but like if I wrote this all in a book, sure, some publishers wouldn't pick it up. I don't have a publisher for the podcast either. I wouldn't worry about it. Like a once, Maybe it's because once a book is out there, it's kind of out there. But it's still the same idea. Like you can choose to buy or read the book or not. You can choose to download or listen to the podcast or not. I don't know. I don't really get it. So if, maybe when I publish this, and I'll put another post on Instagram for like, I don't know, maybe more like a discussion board type thing where people can reply to each other based on what I've said on the podcast. That would be kind of cool. But maybe I should do that, and um, maybe someone has some ideas on why there's certain art forms out there that, not even art forms, maybe certain platforms out there that you can have that will get you in trouble, canceled, taken down, whatever, and others won't. So... Yeah, I don't know, just something else I was thinking about. I'm sorry this isn't like super organized. I'm just trying to go down this list. Um, yeah, but it is... I just don't understand why like someone like Trump will get taken off Twitter for inciting violence. And I'm not even a Trump fan. Like As far as like I host a podcast about leadership, I really don't think he's a good leader at all. He's not... He's not very good at... Um, at least from the outside. And obviously I've never like worked with him in the white house or whatever, but it doesn't seem like he's a very easy person to work with. Like he, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would go into a project. Like if there's a problem and there's a group of people trying to solve the problem, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would listen to other people's solutions. He might be okay with it. Like if someone poked a hole in his and there's a problem with it, I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. It just seems like that's the vibe I get is that he he doesn't make everyone feel like united and 
regardless of whether you like him politically or not, I feel like you can probably agree with that. Like he's way too divisive for me to call him a good leader. And I know you're not, there's never going to be a leader that makes everyone happy. But um, anyway, he is taken off Twitter, but the like leader of ISIS is still on Twitter. And I feel like he incites some violence, but I guess that's just me. And I'm pretty sure the totally brain farting on the name, but I'm pretty sure the leader of North Korea is on Twitter too. I should look at that because that'd be pretty interesting. I I just, I don't understand. There doesn't, there's not like a, this is what will get you in trouble and this is what won't. And it seems to me like there should be some rules. I'm sorry. I'm multitasking now. Um, I guess I deleted my Twitter app. Didn't even notice. Sometimes I delete stuff. If I spend too much time on it, I'll delete it for a while. But if I didn't even notice, that's kind of interesting. Anyway, that'll also be in the discussion thing. If I post that on Instagram, that would be cool. If someone could fact check whether, um, whatever his name is, <laughs> that's so bad that I can't even remember his name, but if someone could fact check me and tell me if he's actually still on Twitter or not, that would be helpful. Next on the list of things that I wanted to talk about was, um, when I do the solo podcast, well, sometimes if I have a guest too, but usually just when I do the solo podcast, I'll text like a group of maybe six or so people and ask them for um, for topic ideas and just see. That's kind of a good feel for me, uh, just to find out like what people want to listen to. So send it out and just be like, "Hey, planning on recording a solo podcast soon. Let me know what you want me to talk about." And it's really interesting lately how many people want me to talk about like super controversial things. And it's not that I want to ignore those people, and that would be really fun for me to talk about. And, um, but it just doesn't, I was reminded last night by my father that that's not really what the podcast is about. The podcast is about, uh, community leaders and business owners. So that's what I'm trying to focus on right now is, um, just like from a leadership perspective, some of the problems that I'm seeing in the world right now, I've been kind of shying away, honestly, from, uh, talking about some things that I would really like to talk about in fear of making people mad or like phone calls with my relatives because uh, I have a feeling that not all of them are going to agree with all the things that I say on the podcast. But I, I try to call everybody pretty often. So I know that this is probably going to create some uncomfortable conversations. But uh, back to that Joey Diaz audiobook. Um, he basically ended it by emphasizing how important it is to be yourself and everyone says that, and so many people have said it, that it's kind of turned into a cliche thing, and it's not that, like, it doesn't mean anything, because you hear it all the time, but he really broke down what it means to be yourself, and um, just a, just that Joey Diaz way of making you think about things in a way that you haven't really thought of them, and appreciating things that uh, you don't oftentimes slow down enough to appreciate. So I'm trying to be a little bit more of a straight shooter on the podcast, trying to be a little bit more, mm, not so much uncensored, but just more like honest. And uh, I have this tattoo on my ribs 
and the words entwined in the infinity symbol are pure and true. And I don't think usually I'm pure and true enough on the podcast. So that was uh, back to my original point. I'm all over, but wrapping back. So the the questions and topic suggestions that I was getting for this podcast were all um, people wondering if I thought like the wildfires were started by the government and um, kind of the odd timing of some events that happened at come about like right when political news is breaking. Um, like Andrew Tate was arrested not to go back to him. I'm not even saying if I'm a fan of him or not. I'm just saying that he was arrested like the day after the, uh, Epstein flight logs were leaked. And, um, so I've had people ask me, yeah, if the wildfires were started naturally or not. And, uh, the Tate arrest and, um, Oh, the admission that aliens are real and how the government or whatever organization, I don't know if it's government or not, but whoever's suddenly allowed to leak all this information on the aliens and everything, if all this is a cover for what's really going on. And I don't want to get into any of that because, like I said, that's not the point of the podcast overall. But it does say a lot about uh, our country's leaders as a whole if people are that untrusting of them, like would they really start a fire that it kills people and like messes, messes up everybody's lives with bad air quality and people having to evacuate their homes and cities being destroyed. The fact that it's even a thought, regardless of whether it's true or not, the fact that it's even a thought of a, it's not, I mean, it's not like the majority of people, but it's not a small number of people either that think that, all these things are just covers to keep us distracted from what's really going on. That says a lot about our, our country's leaders. And I don't know that I have a solution for, uh, creating some trust, but I feel like, yeah, that just, uh, it's really powerful that people, especially when you're like 20 years old, like, well, 21 now that I am, and all my friends are, you know, 20 to 22, basically when we're like, we've got school and work and so many other things to worry about the fact that we're worried about whether or not the government is lighting shit on fire to keep us distracted is insane. And I don't know. I feel like we need maybe some leaders that are, um, like not politicians. I know Trump wasn't a politician and that's something that a lot of people appreciated about him, but someone like Jocko that, is a great leader and he's very open-minded and talks to people on both sides. And everybody that he talks to says that he's really respectful, even off the air, like off camera, off the podcast and everything. I've never heard someone say that they had a bad conversation with Jocko. And I feel like someone like that would be awesome. And I know you said that he's open to it. Whatever. This is not a Jocko campaign thing. (laughs) I'm just saying that, People are so mistrusting of our leaders. I feel like that says a lot about mm, like the lack of truth in media. And yeah, I saw this video. It's gone. Well, I've seen it a few times because I don't know. Instagram knows that I like this stuff, but it's this 
this guy that's posing as a homeless person, he's not actually homeless, but he, I guess it's kind of to disguise himself. But he goes on and on about how um, it's way easier for people to stay in power when the people that elect them in are divided. Like it's easy for either Democrats or Republicans. Like one of the two is going to be in power as long as they can keep us stuck on those two parties. And he just goes on this big rant. And then he talks about how there's world organizations that really make the difference. Even ones that we know about like NATO, they really make the decisions and we don't like we elect our president or whatever, but we don't elect other countries' presidents. And the fact that those countries' presidents are also making decisions and also influencing things is not necessarily like that's completely out of our control. We have nothing to do with that. And that's also something that I've never really thought about. And I don't know, I've just kind of had my eyes open a couple of times lately. And yeah, I don't know. I guess I should have thought of some solutions. But that's not my place to do. Like it, it's not up to normal people to recreate the trust between our leaders and us. It should be up to the leaders, and we shouldn't shouldn't be electing the people that we are allowed to elect. We shouldn't be electing people that we don't trust. And that's why I've only been able to vote for the presidential election once, and that's why I didn't vote for Trump or Biden. It's because I don't really trust either of them. And I feel like if more people express that they didn't trust the leaders, then uh, something would happen. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there that talk about change and they talk about wanting things to be different, but they don't actually do anything. And maybe that's kind of done on purpose too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just stop voting for people that you don't trust. I feel like that's the best solution I can come up with on the spot, and maybe in general. I feel like a lot of people, like my older brother, always talks about like going on walks and thinking about things and problem solving. But usually when I do that, it's like the first thought that I have is the best one that I end up coming up with, and then I struggle to think anymore because each idea I have is worse than the original one. Maybe that's a skill I need to work on, or maybe that's just some kind of blessing I've had. Anyway, um, let's see. Where were we? Don't vote for people that you don't trust. Yeah, that just really ties back into the what I was talking about on the topic of censorship, too, where if you don't like something, don't enable it. Like, if you don't like what I'm saying on the podcast, don't listen to it. If you don't like what someone is putting on their Twitter, don't follow them. If you don't like the politicians, stop voting for them. And yeah, I, th I think people will notice. Like if if people, like the doctors on Twitter that were supposedly spreading misinformation, if you stopped, vo if you stopped following them and stopped liking their stuff and stopped commenting on it, then they wouldn't do it anymore. It's not like the majority... There's definitely a minority of people that will believe BS when they see it on on the internet. They believe fake videos and fake information and everything. But the majority of people won't. So those people... That's the, that's the beautiful part of how our country runs, is that when there's doctors that are wrong, 
people won't go to that doctor anymore. And when there's like, that's why that's the cool part of having choice, just like voting. Like if you, if there's bad politicians, stop voting for them. I feel like, Oh man, I shouldn't say don't go vote. Just vote. Like I voted maybe, well, don't vote like I voted cause I voted for Kanye, but um, maybe just express more, waste your vote on the third party or whatever, even though they're not going to win, at least you're going to vote and you're expressing your displeasure with the two party system. Um, yeah, don't, don't support stuff that you don't feel like should be supported. I'm not even saying like, don't vote for Democrats or don't vote for Republicans or whatever. I'm just saying, stop voting for crap that you don't like and stop listening and stop reading stuff that you don't like. Well, I shouldn't say that as far as reading and listening, you should definitely read and listen to stuff you don't like. I'm saying if it's not true, don't read it and don't like the post and don't share the post. If you don't think it's true and eventually those pages will die out because there's so many options out there that the ones that are good and successful will be of quality. And if you stop giving attention, because I mean, some, some people that put untruthful things online do it on purpose for the attention and they still get the engagement from all your crap of you sharing it. Even if you share it to your friend and you're like, Oh, this is bullshit. This is like, this guy's not right. That still counts as engagement for them. And every comment that they get is engagement. And then they make more money from the advertisers or whatever, because they can prove engagement on the post. And then you share it and you boost that again. Cause then that friend's going to comment on, you know, reply to comments and everything. So stop doing that. And those pages will die because there's, enough people to take those spots. There's enough people out there saying things that are truthful, where if you stop supporting stuff, that's not truthful. It's not like if you, if there's, I don't know, I'm just going to shout out completely random numbers. If there's 1 million pages on Instagram that are making money just based on like some extremist views, everyone that's not those extreme people, if you stop, engaging with those posts, then the pages won't be recommended to people as much. If you've listened to the podcast that I did with Ethan Honecky, we talked about that on YouTube where the, the way the YouTube algorithm works is based on like how long people will view it, how long people will view, view your video and the engagement that that video gets. If it gets engagement and people are viewing it, then it's going to keep recommending it. So every time you share a video, even if it's to prove that you disagree with it, then the YouTube algorithm is more likely to recommend it to more people. So stop engaging with that stuff so that real pages will shine through and YouTube will be more likely to feed you real stuff. And then you'll be less angry with the world. And then you'll be less likely to post a podcast like this, where it's just you expressing your frustrations. I'm sure I'm going to get people that listen to the podcast and they're like, Oh, you just have like extremist friends. And that's why they think that the wildfires aren't natural. And that all this timing is more than coincidence. And that's, I, I really think that that's not true deep down. I don't think I surround myself with very many extremist people. I think it's just people like me that like see 
things that are wrong with the world objectively. And I feel like people that are open to some of these conspiracies are like less likely to be extremists because the people that tell me to talk about them aren't like those fires. They're not telling me that the fires are absolutely unnatural. And they're not telling me that there is anything to do with more, more than coincidence with like the, all the admission to aliens being real. They're saying that they want me to talk about it because they're unsure. And that's what's important is just being open-minded about it. And I wish I had more information, but that's, again, that's just not what the podcast is about. So sorry if I asked you for questions and you gave me some and I said that I liked them because I really did. And I just can't cover them on here. Maybe I'll start another podcast and I'll just dive into conspiracies. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all like the the deep stuff that I wanted to get into. Um trying to think what else is going on. I've got my first baseball playoff game coming up that's on Thursday night. And now that the regular season's finally over, I was very proud of um, some of my regular season stats, given that I haven't played baseball in like six-ish years. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, almost six years now. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, it's really nice to have something that you're proud of. Like, this is episode 20. Like, that's something to be... Just when you're down, like, my my family moved back, and obviously it was... I went back with them to help them move. So they didn't, they didn't leave Boise without me. I left St. Louis without them. And uh, like, obviously that was hard, but just having things like I had baseball um, like a day or two after I came back from St. Louis. And that was really helpful just to have things that you're proud of. I know I've answered that question on, uh, I think the first time I did a solo podcast, one of the suggested questions I got was, about um, how to get your life, if someone's like spiraling out of control, how to get your life back together. And I said that I didn't feel qualified to talk about it, um, but I kind of feel like I am more so now. Still not, like I'm not saying take this advice verbatim or whatever, but um, just what helped me get out of that was uh, focusing on things that I'm proud of, like going back to school. Um, this is my last year in college, if all goes well. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I just feel like taking a little reset to refocus on things, just going back to the, the Joey Diaz idea of, uh, doing things that you're passionate about, just doing things that you're proud of and that you enjoy working on really makes a big difference. So it's been really nice to have baseball help me bounce back from my family leaving and some other stuff that's happened. Um, trying to think what else is happening yeah school started again not much to say there if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all <laughs> um if you haven't listened to the the last podcast that i did with chris ron that one was really funny you should definitely go back and re-listen to that um oh i'm done i'm done doing um like a live advertisement for for anyone really any future ads i don't think i'll do like mid conversation, like I've done with Monkey Colt so far, I'm gonna do a pre-recorded one and have it dropped in at random times. Uh, that way, I just I don't like breaking the conversation to advertise. That feels like wrong on my part. It feels like I'm taking away from the podcast for 
uh, for some of my personal gain. And obviously it would be nice to make money off the podcast. I'm not going to say that's the goal or whatever, but um, that is important is to be able to justify the spending and the time that I put into it. But um, yeah, I just feel like it takes away from the listening experience to have the conversation broken up and become a conversation about coffee. So it will interrupt the, like the conversation will be like the randomly inserted YouTube ads where it just pops up randomly and you get to listen to me talk about coffee, but then the conversation before and after, like it will flow. It won't be broken up by me asking the guest how the coffee tastes. Um, what else is going on? The Cardinals still suck. All their AAA players are up now <laughs> and they still suck. Um, Mason Wynn is up and, I have all the belief in him in the world. I think he's going to be not a superstar in the game, but I think he's definitely going to be a centerpiece for the team for years to come as long as they don't trade him. And if they do, then he'll be the centerpiece for someone else for years to come. But anyway, um, they had some guy named Rom start tonight that we got. I think we got him from Baltimore for the Flaherty trade. But he just, I know he got hit around. And I know that, Sometimes a good triple A pitcher will come up and get hit around, but I mean, he didn't even look good. Like it wasn't like he was making pitches and balls found holes. It wasn't a ground ball up the middle and a flare and a no man's land between the right fielder and the second baseman. I mean, he was getting rocked leaving pitches. It seemed like everything was either right down central or a ball and he walked a lot of hitters. And I'm not saying that he's never going to be good, but I'm saying it's going to be probably a while based on tonight's performance. And I mean, they just, they're calling up these guys that are having success in AAA and they just don't translate just a whole bunch of four, a players on Libertor and Baker and Walker all look like four, a players. It looks like they're too good for AAA, not good enough for them. It'll be, it is cool though, to have a reason to turn on the game. I really like the way that MLB does the, uh, September call-ups because it gives you a reason, even if your team sucks to turn on the TV like, I had stopped watching the Cardinals for a while. And I still tuned in once in a while. Like, I'd watch a couple innings here and there or listen while I'm working or whatever. But, um, like, Mason Wynn coming up was a reason to turn on the game, and I've been watching it a lot more lately. He's such an exciting player, but a lot of teams have that. Like, for some teams, that's all you have is to wait until your prospects are called up. For a while, that's all All Baltimore had was to pay attention to the prospects. And I thought Kansas City, Kansas City doesn't get that because their prospects are already up. <laughs> Same with Oakland. Poor people. <laughs> it sucks to be a fan of those teams when September call-ups is boring because your September call-ups were on the team in June. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... Sad to see that the Cardinals are sellers at the deadline and the prospects still suck. We traded away some really good pieces and we're still MLB did the rank of uh, one through 30, like best farm systems or whatever. And I think the Cardinals were like 22nd or 24th or something, which is garbage after selling at the deadline. Um, but at least we're not the angels. At least we weren't buyers before the season at the deadline and still have no prospects. Or a winning record. <laughs> Sorry, Preston. Um, and Headley. Mm, 
yeah, I think that's probably really about all I've got for tonight. I don't really want to add some useless fluffy crap at the end, but um, definitely miss my family. I know you guys are going to listen, so I miss you guys. Oh, my little brother starts high school tomorrow. That's pretty weird. He's old. Old, old man. But yeah, um, all my boys back in Waterloo, miss you guys. And I had a blast with you when I was back. And uh, hopefully I'll see you in Boise soon. But to the listeners, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting. Um, I know well, I recorded my first podcast ever. I've told this story before. But I recorded my first one ever. Uh, I guess it was probably 2020. Maybe. Yeah, it must have been. I guess it could have been 2021. Anyway, I did one right at the MLB trade deadline and it went well and I really enjoyed it and I just never recorded again for whatever reason. So there's definitely times when I thought that I wouldn't get to 20 and I definitely have plans to get way, way, way more than that. Like I love doing the podcast, but to get to 20 is, um, I'm very appreciative that there's enough people listening where I feel like I want to record again. So thanks so much. And if you want to talk about things that I said on the podcast, I'll put up an Instagram post and uh, you can leave some comments down below. Thanks so much, everybody. Love you all.